are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Welcome back to the Way of Healing. I'm Casey. I'm OJ. So today we're in Culver City. We have a special guest who is in town from India. We are with a revered Ayurvedic doctor, Vaija Krishna Raju. Welcome, Vaija. Welcome. Good to have you you on the show. Thank you. And Vaija means doctor in uh, India, yeah? It means Ayurvedic doctor. Yes. Wonderful. This is is quite a pleasure. You're in town for just a small time. Just a weekend. Uh, Once a year? Yeah, yearly once. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh, Do you go anywhere else besides LA? Iowa, Fairfield, Mm -hmm. Chicago. And New York City. All once a year. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you going after LA? Uh, New York. To New York. Uh Uh-huh. My hometown. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's great. So tell us a little bit about, we've, we love Ayurveda. Ayurveda seems to feature prominently in our podcast up to now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something I've been interested in for many years. So how is it that you came to become an Ayurvedic doctor? In, in my family, from the generations together, we are Vaidyas. So it's coming from how many generations we don't know, but everybody is a Vaidya. So I became Vaidya. Mm. And even though it is, it is in the generations, but even though we have studied in the universities also. Okay. So we have the degrees of Ayurveda, mm-hmm. graduation, post-graduation. So you come from a lineage of doctors, and how much, like what proportion of the population in India do you say studies or follows Ayurveda? Actually, the Indian tradition already follows a lot of Ayurvedic things. In the culture? In the culture. Culturally, there's a lot of Ayurveda. Can you give us some examples? For example, if we take the food, the food has to be taken with all the six tastes. What are the six tastes? Sweet, sour, salty, pungent, bitter, astringent. So this is the order. The first thing should be taken sweet. Oh, this is the order that you eat it in the morning? Yeah, in the morning. Uh-huh. In the morning and even in the sequence of the food. Ah, so you have to eat it in a particular order. Yeah. Sweet, salty. Sweet, sour, salty, Mm -hmm. pungent, Pungent. bitter, Bitter. astringent. Uh So here or in the West, you see, when we eat the food, one by one, the course you serve. So, but where we have the habit of combination, for example, rice. Rice can be taken as sweet. And with rice, some lentils, dal. And in dal, we can add some vegetables, sour and some salt. And then veggies, that is a little bitter. Mm-hmm. And then astringent last with lassi, we end the food. Mm-hmm. Like a yogurt? Yeah. And is, uh-huh. Yeah, yogurt. Yogurt or lassi, yeah. We can say it is astringent. Okay. So, ending with astringent, it is there in the culture. 
and also while cooking the food we add so many spices without garlic without without ginger without garlic without onion without mustard seeds without fenugreek seeds without cumin seeds and asafoetida if we don't have without turmeric so all these things we cannot cook mm-hmm. if you ask anybody just giving rice and dal ask them to cook they cannot cook in india so they need at least few spices so it is in the culture we have already adapted mm. all those spices and all the ayurveda formulas so in the food i see that it's in the culture is it also in the culture in some of the lifestyle and the choices like does most of the population understand vata pitta and kapha is yes. this common knowledge there yes like mm-hmm. you were talking about oil pulling and tongue scraping at the yes. talk that we went to is that common yeah it's it's very common oil pulling it's not very common but everybody knows but whereas tongue scraping everybody does In everybody India. does this. in India it's it's known is it every day yeah every day every day every day mm-hmm. after brushing mm-hmm. definitely they do tongue scraping mm-hmm. how about things like uh knowledge of the hours of the day right like 2 to 6 6 to 10 10 to 2 right i thought of that this morning when i woke up wide awake at 2:15 in the morning i thought geez what am i doing why am i up so early this is vata time maybe let me sleep another 2 hours and then i'll wake up or something but is do people get up you know very early but with the sun is that also popular yeah yeah before the sunrise mm-hmm. usually we get up but nowadays what it happened because of the modernization because of the jobs and because of the televisions because of the internet people are not sleeping so early right so they are waking up all the night they are sleeping when they are sleeping we don't know and when they are getting up we don't know mm-hmm. but if you go to typical villages usually they go to bed early mm-hmm. and they get up early mm-hmm. yeah what advice would you give someone that has to work like a night job actually that is not good quit, quit your job <laughs> but yeah but if it is unavoidable then at least uh, some things like when they do the work in the night they should not eat during those times they mm. can eat the regular times day times and they can come and sleep for some time and they get up but it disturbs the life biological clock so whenever they can maintain that thing that is the best mm-hmm. yeah i imagine well i can, i should just ask you are you seeing a lot of correlation between diseases like the patients that you see and modernization modern lifestyle technology we're always on our phones we have you know different lights lots of light fluorescent light city lights yes yeah you're seeing that yeah a lot of uh, so many people actually they don't know what is the diseases even the doctors they cannot diagnose they say something cryptogenic mm-hmm. because they don't know the cause but they feel the symptoms and all the reports and parameters are normal 
and still the they feel a lot of other pains or disturbances and all those things mm-hmm. so all those things are mainly due to this yeah we have read so many things like some people they lived with the traditional way with the cow being in the cow and cows paddy and means cows uh, all that smell just near to the cow they have cured their cancers somebody has written the book i heard it's a very best seller yeah um what effect do you think that modern farming has on cows because i know the cows in in india they they're pretty much roam free and they're sacred animals and here in the united states they're anything but sacred in these um these big factories and and slaughterhouses where these cows get treated poorly what effect do you think that has on the quality of the milk actually there are the cows which are the brahmin cows which we say they give the a2 milk hmm so those cows are the best and the milk and the cows urine and cows usually in the olden days i have seen it's like the cows paddy paddy no we say the wow. yeah cow poop yeah. right Yeah, yes. the patty, that's what you mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. It used to be mixed in the water and put on the ground mm-hmm. in front of the every house. What purpose did that serve? It's a very good antibacterial or anti-cancerous or all the things. Ah. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Or shit. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. So, even right now, with the, what the organic farming and all those things... if in the agriculture means if they get any diseases the plants and uh, so many things they do with the cow urine and cow paddy and some mm-hmm. other things manure we would say manure right yeah. and you use manure yeah. to fertilize yeah because it strengthens and it nourishes i wasn't aware that it's also an antibacterial and it keeps it yeah. keeps diseases away yeah amazing i did want to ask you more about um the sacredness of the cow in your culture do you have any idea how it came to be like why this animal yeah because there are so many animals but why the cow is that's the question mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. because the cow milk is the whole food nowadays because of the all different different theories are coming no dairy and all these things but still if you see in india many many families they have a habit of drinking hot milk two times a day two times a day morning when they get up and before bed ah and what is what what is this thought to do because the milk has milk is like whole food and according to ayurveda there are seven tissues the bodily tissues tissues mm-hmm. rasa rakta mamsa meda asti majja and shukra means plasma blood mm. flesh fat bone bone marrow and reproductive tissue so all these seven tissues one after one they develop with mm-hmm. whatever we eat mm-hmm. so each one takes 
at least one day to five days to develop the new tissue. So, if the seventh tissue has to develop, it takes at least seven days to thirty-five days. Mm -hmm. So, whatever you eat today, if it has to transform the seventh tissue, mm -hmm. it takes thirty-five days. Wow. Whereas milk, ghee, and honey, honey. <laughs> these are the things they transform it within one day, twenty-four hours. After your your talk that we attended on Friday this morning, I was feeling a little not a hundred percent, and I remembered, and I did the milk and the honey and the ghee. Um, and then a little bit of turmeric and, and black pepper, and I felt I feel great. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Honey, uh, for honey, there is one more rule. Honey should not be heated, and honey should not be mixed in the hot things. Whoops. So, that is why. Actually, I wanted to tell on that day, on, on that talk, but I have forgotten that. You did say, you said, don't heat the honey. Okay. I, you did say that. Okay. I missed it. So then, but is, is honey what is traditionally used to sweeten chai or masala chai? Is that honey? You, you can put the jaggery, you can put the sugar in different, different forms. Uh -huh. So you recommend just honey like by itself on by, a teaspoon? By itself. Or can uh, you put it in yogurt? Uh, uh, yeah, in yogurt uh -huh. you can put. In yogurt if you put, actually for yogurt, Everyday yogurt is not good. <gasps> no, Vaicha. <laughs> because yogurt is a very heavy food. Mm. So if you have to take everyday, you have to add either honey or amla berry, some things like that. When you are mm. adding, the excess heavy quality will get less down. Uh -huh. mm. Heavy as in like thick. Yeah, heavy as thick. Or hard to digest? Or? Hard to digest and it has a property of the blocking. Mm. The astringent quality of it? Is that Actually, yogurt is not perfectly astringent. It is sweet also. It's sweet only. But because yogurt is having the cream also, that is why it blocks. But churned yogurt and diluted yogurt, that is we call lassi. Mm -hmm. That is, we call buttermilk, mm -hmm. usually in India. So, that one is the best mm. after churned, after blended. Uh -huh. then, then that is easy to flow. It I doesn't see. block. Okay. So, that is the one. So, yogurt, don't, don't eat you yogurt can, every day. Yogurt you can take every day till your childhood. Uh -huh. Means when you are growing. But after that, everyday yogurt is not good and especially not at all in the night, not at all in the evening. Hmm. Gotcha. How about honey? Honey you can take. Honey is okay. But honey should be harvested for at least 41 days. Mm -hmm. Then only you can use. The new honey is not good. Good to know. You do a couple of things and I know your whole family is, is into the the practice as well. Panchakarma is one of the things you guys do. I believe I read that you guys talk about like the power of Agni on your website. 
Yeah. And the banana leaf therapy is something that we wanted to talk to you about as well. Yeah. How did all this stuff come about? Because I know the banana leaf is specific to your family, like something you guys figured out. So can you tell us exactly what that is? Yeah. Uh, first, I will tell you about the Agni. Mm. Agni is nothing but the digestive fire. So the, the one and only the causative factor for the diseases is our stomach. When the Agni is not strong, when it cannot digest well, then only the undigested material goes and settles down at some place and from there the disease starts. Mm -hmm. So, always indigestion is the main cause for any disease. So, if we treat Agni very well, then we, we can't have any diseases. Mm -hmm. Then we have to just think about the seasonal things or some, some viral things and all, like with immune. Yeah. But most of the things are with the Agni. If Agni is strong, everything will be strong. Easily, the digestion and all the things and elimination will be good. Then it is done. And you had mentioned ghee was good because it helps open your, your yeah. body up so that way everything can flow better, correct? Yeah. Ghee is a very good pitta pacifier as well as improves the agni. Mm -hmm. So when you are burning the fire, when you are burning the wood, if you are adding a little by little ghee, the fire will be more. Mm. So similarly, if you are giving a little by little ghee to your stomach, gradually it will increase the agni, it will improve the digestion. So you might think, oh, if the ghee is good, then we, we can take more. <laughs> so, Don't want to like do that. on the wood, that if tends you are... to be a Western concept, maybe. Yeah. If on the wood, if you are pouring a lot of ghee, the fire completely goes down. Mm. So similarly, in our stomach also the same thing. We have to increase the acne very slowly. I heard somebody, hot water, Himalayan salt, lemon and ghee. Is this a, is this a mixture that you drink in India? You ever combine that? No. no but these all are the good things, so maybe they are combining everything. <laughs> maybe they think if we put them all together. So, if, like, first thing in the morning, for example, do you suggest hot water, warm yeah. water with, would you put something in it? Just, just warm water or normal room temperature water is also okay. Mm -hmm. You drink that so that it can put some pressure on the elim elimination. elimination. Mm -hmm. And after that, when you get up, the first thing, actually Ayurveda says, Brahmi Muhurte Uttishtha Jirna Jirna Nirupayan means you have to get up if your earlier food is digested. You have to get up early before 5.30. Hmm. So, when the earlier food is digested, you have to get up at that time. If the food is not digested, you can sleep more. But the rule is to get up early. So, if you have to get up early, the food has to be digested. So, you have to take 
early dinner in the night and light dinner in the night and early to bed mm-hmm. so that is the main thing if uh, if you're going to do ghee is it something like when i'm cooking rice i sometimes put ghee inside the rice is ghee something that you get the benefits from it if you are adding it to food or you should take it by itself no adding food is good Cook always with it. yeah mm-hmm. okay and the banana treatment you ask yeah. mm-hmm. the banana treatment actually it is good for the mainly for the female reproductive system all the hormonal issues and all the reproductive issues during the periods we administer the banana treatment which is very powerful and very effective it's a very simple small herb in a small piece of banana we give and it benefits a lot so many it's a very good purification and during that the main thing is you have to take as much as rest and eating also very less just just to stay you have to take some rice rice with milk you can take something stevia or something to sweetening you can add but even if you don't add also okay either plain rice or milk rice mm. that is the only thing you can take and it cures so many things there some people they have very big cramps they cannot tolerate they even roll over for them it's like a gunshot medicine panacea and and also for the infertile people for them also and endometriosis and so many other problems cysts ovarian cysts chocolate cysts and fibroids for all those things it is the the best uh, treatment for how long do you have to rest when you are taking it and how many times do you take it during the period if you are taking it's very powerful and all the three days or three to five days according to their period mm-hmm. as much as rest if you take that is the best if you don't go to work and take rest or otherwise after taking the banana treatment at least 2 hours rest mm-hmm. then you can do and do there tend to be side effects like can you do some people have very strong reactions or is it something that is more you know maybe you were not feeling a lot of reaction but there is a lot of benefit lot of benefit some people might get a deep rest some people might get some some sort of purification like uh, some release loose release bowels or loose bowels uh-huh. or some vomiting or something like that uh-huh. but usually we don't say to them right because they keep that in the mind mm-hmm. so they will search for that uh-huh. mm-hmm. and is this something that's administered during a panchakarma or it's sort of its own separate thing you can add or not it's a separate thing uh-huh and are it's you not... only doing it with women yeah uh-huh hmm so when you come and you do your visits to the states people can yeah receive that from you can you talk a little bit about how the banana leaf therapy or the banana leaf treatment helps women heal things so that they don't pass things on to their kids yeah when you are taking the banana treatment it clears up all the old substance all the old memory from your 
uterus. So mm-hmm. if there are, if there are any bad things are also there, so that is gone. And also, when you are doing after banana treatment, when you are conceiving, there is a lot big chance of having the healthy and very intelligent baby. Mm-hmm. And so many diseases can be prevented because all the diseases are there in the seed. When the immune system is low, then the, those diseases will come up. If, if a father is diabetic, the baby can also get diabetic, but baby can prevent mm-hmm. with good food and good exercise and all those things. Right. But if the baby is doing the same things, then it might show up. Out of curiosity, is the uterus at all sacred in Indian culture? Yes. Okay. Just, just checking. <laughs> that is why, actually, in our tradition, during the periods in the olden days, nowadays nobody is following. <laughs> but those three days, the ladies they don't even come in to do the regular program, mm-hmm. regular cooking, regular work, and all those things. They used to rest because. In the olden days, they used to get so many children also. So they, they used to be very quite healthy because of all these things following. Yeah. Can you, you, you mentioned it at, during the talk, but I know you do other things and we could literally sit here and talk to you all day, but we don't have all day with you because you're, you're booked with clients. But can you talk about consciousness and disease? The diseases are mainly consciousness-based. When you are afraid to the disease, when you are thinking about the disease a lot and when you are thinking about the disease subconsciously, then there is always a big chance of to get the disease in you. For example, I say this example many times. In a closed room, there is a meeting going on. Ten people are there and one person is constantly coughing. Next day, all the 10 people will not get the cough, but one or two might get the cough. So those one or two are fearful about the disease. They think, oh, whether it is contagious, whether if we get what to do, like then definitely you will get. Because you are open to that. Your mind is open. If you don't think about that, if you don't pay attention to that, and if you are strong enough with your immune system, then it will not. For example, some flus, you will get the news in the newspapers and televisions that, oh, there is a big bird flu is going on. So, so many people died, so many birds died. Then, with that fear, the consciousness builds up here. Somewhere where thousands of kilometers away, somewhere in Asia, the bird flu is there, but you found some bird flu cases in America. But how can it is? It's with the conscious. Mm-hmm. The disease is in the seed. Yeah. You tell it. So you're traveling to New York. Yeah. And then you will also be where? Chicago? No, yeah. Chicago I have finished. Chicago, Chicago and Iowa okay. I have finished. Sorry, and... Chicago. So now you're in LA. Next time, New York. And yeah. after New York, where do you go? 
uh, I'm going to India Back and from there to, to New Zealand. And to New Zealand. Well, yeah. wonderful. Okay. We may have listeners who might want to get in touch with you. I wish you were in town for one for a little bit longer. I would love to do the banana leaf treatment myself. That sounds like a pretty powerful, potent thing. So how should people get in touch with you? Is it through the website? Yeah, through the website and... OJ, can you tell us what that website is? What's the website? <laughs> yes, please. Meanwhile, you can check. And you are asked about the Panchakarma. Yes. So that also I will tell you. Panchakarma is the procedure. It's a very royal treatment in Ayurveda and which is the detoxification as well as the rejuvenation. The good Panchakarma, if you have to do, it is like 23 to 28 days it takes. But the whole body is completely reset and a lot pampered. And it's a very good purification as well as rejuvenation, as well as the anti-aging treatment, as well as prevention for so many diseases. So you've done Panchakarma a number of times in your life? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but for Vaidyas, it is a little difficult because uh-huh. always the patients, so mm-hmm. somewhere it breaks up. But so many people I have seen, they are doing very regularly. Even yearly once, they are doing yearly twice. So many people are coming regularly. We have seen a bunch of people, every year they do. And are you... From this, are you seeing healing from diseases like yeah, type yeah. 2 diabetes or yeah, cancer? Or yeah, so many diseases. So much, yeah, it's just that it's living inside of us. And so Panchakarma yeah. is designed to really cleanse and detox all of the systems. Yes. Right? What's yeah. the shortest amount that you found to be effective if someone can't do like a 28-day? There are people, they are doing some 3, 7, 9, 10, but... In those days, we cannot fix all the treatments. Mm -hmm. And there are some basic fundamentals when we are following that thing. We cannot do short things. But the shortest we can do is 16 days. OJ, if we get enough enough interviews under our belt, then we can take a trip. (laughs) We'll do a month-long panchakarma with with Vaijo Raju. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I know there's some centers... uh, there even might be one in LA. I don't know if it's still around that does shorter panchakarmas. Are those just like a yeah, quick reset? But it's are, not. They are might means uh, not completely the purification, but a lot of rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. We can say. I did have a question about uh, water. Uh, yes. The quality of water. Water is something that you know we take for granted here, right? We open the tap and the water comes out. Some people drink the tap. Some people filter it. Some people get a bottle service, spring water. What is your recommendation for water? And is water very, very important, the quality of it? Yeah. Definitely, there are so many types of waters. But among all those waters, the best is the underground water. Spring water. Spring water is one of the best because spring water always will have a lot of minerals. and. There are some other water also, like uh, the rainwater, if we filter it, that is also good. Uh-huh. And 
among all the waters whatever the spring water underground water rain water or river water or the well water among all the waters the best when you boil it when before you, drinking yeah aha uh-huh. when you boil the water that water will digest half the time no ah. kidding yeah aha uh-huh. whereas if you are taking the normal room temperature water it takes approximately around half an hour to digest whereas the hot water will digest in half of that time so 15 minutes 20 minutes maybe gotcha so whereas it, yeah the cold water right cold takes, water is terrible will takes an hour double So the idea is not just that you want to boil it to purify it it's that you want to boil it and drink it while it's warm. Yeah. But is there also a benefit of boiling it and drinking it at room temperature? Yeah, that is also very good. But when you are drinking the hot water, means warm enough hot, then always the heat is the transformation. So it makes the bodily vessels open dilate so that more secretion and more purification will happen mm-hmm. whereas cold will always constrict so cold will block whereas hot will unblock mm-hmm. awesome all right bye jay this has been a wonderful pleasure yeah thank you thank you for yeah we'll, yeah, we'll gonna... get the website on there yeah. um but thank you so much for squeezing us in We really appreciate it and we wish we could sit here and talk to you all day because there's so many other other questions I have. <laughs> Maybe I'll come to New Zealand. I'll yeah. come and see you there. Yeah. Oh, New York. And yeah. next year. Yeah. Or, or you can come to India and do. Maybe that too. Where in India are you located for those of us, for listeners? It's in South India, Hyderabad. Hyderabad. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. We will get the website up in the description and thank you listeners. Yeah, thank you guys so much and we'll see you in a year hopefully and we can chat some more. Yeah. Or before that. Thank you, Vaidya. Thank you. Are we on? We're on. We're so, on. Casey was able to do the banana leaf therapy and my wife Janae was able to do it as well. They did it together in silence. So, did you want to talk a little bit about what that was like for you? Like the whole day? Well, I mean not the whole day, but the whole experience. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, I can talk about the whole day. So, I was able to do the banana leaf treatment, and it was a choice I was a little bit on the fence about. Suddenly when it came down to it, I wondered, do I want to take this on? She called me and she was a little worried. Yeah, I was kind of, yeah, for sure it was well, it suddenly was like it fell into my lap, and that's that's what part of what we're here to do on the way of healing is remind us that our health and our wellness does fall into our hands right ultimately the choice to get surgery the choice to take pharmaceutical drugs the choice to do yoga and meditate the choice to go on cleanses or silent retreats or the choice not to do those things all of it is in our hands so we're here to empower listeners and in that i found myself suddenly with a choice for my body and I was yeah, reached out to OJ was needing needing some some therapy, some talk around it. So I did it and for me so much of healing 
has to do with the timing of it. When are we doing it? When are we open to doing it? When do our lives most facilitate it? And I have been having a lot going on lately. My schedule is pretty packed and I'm, you know, in different places on different days. And so it felt a little bit like, oh, can I fit this in? And I have to say that traditionally the treatment can be done up to three days in a row. And I'm really glad that I did the one day because for me, my life, where I'm, where I'm at, what I'm doing three days would have just, it would have just, it would have killed me. I mean, not, not actually, but it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have eating the rice milk even for one day. I was like, I need not rice milk anymore. Same thing with Janae by lunchtime. She was so over it. (laughs) I was and I made way too much rice. I cooked Yeah, I made too- a lot. <laughs> I ended up eating some. I made it for her. I ended up eating some because I made way too much both times. So so after you take this this um it's it's herbs, it's Ayurvedic herbs on a little piece of banana and you ingest it and you swallow it whole and you sit in silence for about 15 minutes and you meditate and you don't eat for eat or drink for the next hour and then the food that you do eat is just overboiled rice with whole milk added organic obviously and it's like this soupy and there's no flavor because it's you don't add salt because salt and milk in ayurveda they counteract each other Mm -hmm. so um yeah so i was super over it and what i gleaned from it uh, because i had heard any number of things right some people have these sort of deeper detoxes fortunately for me i had not not much of one physically on a physical level. Um, I try to stay pretty clean. So I was, I was grateful that I didn't get headaches or I wasn't nauseous or vomiting or anything like that. I also didn't have coffee that day or alcohol. And so I, there was a sluggishness, but the clarity that came had to do with the lesson that I learned from the experience. And that lesson is that Whatever it is that we need is already here waiting to have light shown on it. So all of, all of what we already need, there's already receptors for it in our body. And it's a matter of connecting to the people and the places and having the awareness that these connections are being made in order to do the healing. Does that does that have yeah, that clarity? Makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm not sure right how that's coming across. Um, and it's similar, I think, back again to Linda Atkinson Sales, who she talks about um, it from the perspective of a trigger, and it's that same gratitude, right? Really, when we are triggered by somebody, they're showing us a wound that we need to heal within ourselves. And so, similarly, I felt like the healing that I need or that I was calling in or that my mind is telling me that I need is actually already here inside me. And so that ceremony opened that up for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe in a different time, I would be interested in doing it for three days in a row, probably when I'm not, you know, living in a super densely populated city and driving two hours a day in traffic and, you know, doing all of that when I have more space to open up more to a deeper healing. Yeah, or when we go to India. Hey, Vacation. we're going to India. We're going to India. Are we? When are we going to India? Janae, when are we going to India? It'll happen. It'll happen. Um, so 
Right. Recognizing that everything that I have, everything that I need, I already have. Everything that I think that I don't need, I don't need. I didn't need coffee that day. I didn't need the alcohol that day. I didn't need meat. I didn't need other substances. Topo Chico. <laughs> I didn't need Topo Chico. Oh, I also, you're also supposed to drink warm water <laughs> by the end of the day. I was, and it was the first hot day of LA summer. And I was like, no more water, no more rice milk. Jeez. <laughs> but it did, it did open up a clarity for me of what I need and what I don't need and, and the truth in that. And, and the real truth is like sometimes we get stuck in the mind feeling like I need that cup of coffee or I need that glass of wine or I need, you know, that hamburger. And that's secondary food. The primary food is the relationship that we have with our experience and with others in our lives. So the healing that you need is already in your body. It's a matter of tapping into it. And there are so many different ways of tapping into it. So try, try everything is what I was going to say. It's like try everything and anything that resonates on any level. I'm not saying, you know, jump off the edge of a cliff because that's everything. But I'm saying open yourselves up. Open yourselves up to an experience. Tap in. Trust. Trust your journey. Trust that you're divinely guided. And uh, where there is pain, there are answers. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, what else do we want to say about that? Um, thank you. OJ's going to the beach right now, and I'm, I'm going, going and I'm going to teach yoga. Can we just talk about a power power differential there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my daughter's last day of school, and apparently the whole school goes to the beach to celebrate. So nice, five hundred people running around the beach. Whoa, something like that. Maybe I don't want to go to the beach today. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Peace. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.